Hello, Ellie. How are you landing? Hi, Chris. I'm, I'm landing quite well, actually. How are you? <laughs> I am. Um, this is a slice of calm between uh, an hour of domesticity and cleaning and tidying and dogs vomiting and about to commute to, to Harrogate to meet a friend for, for dinner. <sighs> so, that yeah. Sounds nice. Peaceful. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how's, your, how's your day been? Yeah, I've had a good day. I'm now sitting in front of a roaring fire in my lounge. Oh, nice. nice. My husband's taking the boys out for haircuts, so I'll get a nice yeah. peaceful house. So, peaceful yeah, I've got the Christmas decorations on. It feels very much like a, like you know, one of those um, screensavers you can get with a roaring fire and the Christmas tree in the back. <laughs> it looks like a screensaver. <laughs> You're in a Hallmark movie, aren't I you? I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can. I, there's nothing festive about where I am, but I can say that this is probably going to be the most smartly dressed podcast I've ever recorded because I'm obviously ready to go out for dinner. So I'm I'm wearing trousers for the first time in well since since my mate's wedding last month. So yeah, might might raise the class a little bit, you know, yeah, around here. Making an effort. I know. Okay, so um, today, Ellie, you proposed boundaries as as a little topic for exploration. Do you want to yeah. frame that for us? Well, I like that um, people might notice if anybody listens to us regularly, we don't mm. plan these podcasts at all, do we? We just say it's we need to record a podcast. Um, what's live for you? What's happening for you right now? Mm. So I said, oh, boundaries. And do you want to say what your response was? Yeah. <laughs> boundaries. That's a, that's a big topic for mm. a half an hour discussion, isn't it? Mm, yeah yeah well where do you want to begin with it I mean it's I, my my I, I'm my intuition is telling me that this is I think this is something that I'd like to explore vicariously through you because as a word and as a function it's 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 only a kind of really appearing in in my language and experience relatively recently for better or worse so please will you lead the way yeah well it's something that's kind of come up for me over the last few weeks it's one of those things that keeps kind of propping up and I thought well, that'd be an interesting one to talk about both for me and for people that I coach um, and just people that that I'm around um, and it, it makes me think I suppose it depends what you think of boundaries what do when I say boundaries what comes up for you what was your uh, reaction I think until very recently it'd been like oh god it's one of those buzzwords that everyone talks about that no one really knows what it means but I think upon reflection, after having come out of a um, long-term relationship um, a year and a half ago and, and maybe thought, oh, I see, boundaries would have helped there. So it's something about being clear about needs and being clear about expectations and being clear about what is okay and what isn't okay in relationship with someone else, whether that's friendship or romantic or whatever. So it's something about red lines or or green flags and red flags, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think there could be different types of boundaries as well. So boundaries, um, definitely in terms of needs. And I remember somebody that I listened to described it as being a bit like you've got a picket fence, but there's a gate there that can open and close. So the majority of it is set, as in like the fence is stationary, but there yeah. is the opportunity to allow people through, but you you control that gate, if that makes sense. And it's a nice little visual. And I think... That's lovely, yeah. I think it's... For me, there's quite a few different um, 
ways to look at it. There's physical boundaries um, and there's like emotional boundaries, personal, professional. I suppose it depends on the context. I think I, a lot of people, I tend to get feedback that people think that I've got quite good boundaries, but I don't particularly feel that I have. It's definitely something that is a work in progress mm. for me. Mm. Um, physical boundaries, <clears throat> I'm very good with, I think. It's quite clear. I'm quite open with what my physical boundaries are. Um, I think my emotional boundaries are probably my weakest, and that's because I'm a bit of a people pleaser. So that tends mm. to be where my where I can fall down and fall foul mm. of being true to my boundaries. Mm. Um, what's coming up for you at the moment? Oh, the first thing that's coming up is like, well, okay, boundary implies an edge of something or a, a, a fence or a deterrent. So I'm just wondering mm. what what it is you what it is that we are protecting with boundaries. Mm, that's good. What do you protect with yours? I think, oh, do you know, it's probably something to do. I don't know. I want to say energy and time, maybe, which is mm. probably quite you know pertinent if you've not got much of that. I've got quite a lot, so mine are quite flexible and permeable around that but boundaries around maybe protecting yeah and when you say emotional physical so physical is, is maybe yeah energy but emotional would be mean like this behavior is okay and this is not and it's something about preferences versus demands around what it's okay for someone to to do or to how to, for them to behave around you and what they can you know how their behavior affects you and that's that's what's coming up yeah it is. I think mine's around mental well-being as well, I suppose, which will then leak into physical well-being for me. And as somebody who's quite introverted, um, I can put up a good show on of being an extrovert in certain circumstances around certain people, but it definitely takes a piece of me um, and I need time to recharge um, and to recharge, I have to be on my own um, with a lot of autonomy around what I'm doing. And that's something that I've learned over the last few years, particularly since I burnt out. And that the burnout provided me with a big lesson in what happens when I don't have boundaries in place. So now <clears throat> when I have people wanting to see me or to go out or make plans, my boundaries are very much actually I don't have a great deal to give at the minute so I'm not going to go out and I will do when I'm ready but it's that's not right now mm. um, and I, yeah it's something around what it, the cost for me so my boundaries are very much what's it going to cost me in terms of mm. my energy my mental well-being which then as I say impacts my physical well-being so that's that's where my boundaries are I find that very difficult when it comes to being a mother and my family yeah. Um, and my parents, they're more difficult and the lines are a bit more blurred. Um, but anyone outside of that unit, my my boundaries are quite, I don't know, I, I, my, I internalise it as being selfish. But mm. if I was coaching somebody who said the same thing, I would talk about it being around putting your own oxygen mask on before you help somebody else. Mm. Mm. Gosh, wow. So there's two directions here. The first bit is is around um, 
it, I've heard boundaries used and the word introvert often, very often in the same sentence. I'm wondering whether it is a thing, or, uh, you know, is something to do with that and people who are more acutely aware of that, uh, uh, have that experience of being introvert and therefore and notice the, the depletion or the cost, as you put it on there. And is, there's, there's that thing there. Is there a connection between introversion and boundaries? And then the other thing was the the, the kind of the, the, the demands like... Uh, um, the circumstances and context in life like you like you're a mother and you have family around and children and a partner and so yeah your point in life and where you are as well like and your resources and what's available to you that that's that's different to my position in life so I can see why boundaries would be more important so there's, there's two two things there which mm. take your pick <laughs> yeah I know that I've noticed boundaries in you um and you talk about when you've got the energy to do things and you've t talked to me before about you can get quite excitable and make all of these plans and then you worry about being resourced mm -hmm. to to fulfill them to the potential that you know you have um and so i think there's boundaries at play there does that ring true yeah that's that's true that's true yeah no thanks for the reminder you're right and that is new language for me is is this whole thing that we've we've rumbled on about before, you know, um, seasons and where you are in your seasons like that, that's only been in my my kind of domain for the last 12 months. And you are, I am noticing it might just be a function of my age as I'm getting older, my time, focus, energy, you know, is, is much more precious. I don't have the kind of the relentlessness that I used to have when I was, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And I'm, I'm not even that old, but you're right. Yeah, I do. Like I, I've started to become aware of when I am over committed and when I'm doing giving giving a lot of myself to the to all the things that I want to do and then all of a sudden I just get a feeling of enormous overwhelm and depletion and a winter like an inwardness like um, I'd overdrawn on my bank balance would suddenly metaphorically not literally like it would just catch up on me and hit me like and I'd be like I'd need to just retreat for two days so yeah, you're right. And I, I would absolutely not say I'm an introvert at all. So, yeah, we've just dispelled that little uh, um, stereotype I'd come out with. So, yeah, thank yeah, you. That is, and I think that that's the, um, that's the cost element. It comes at a cost, doesn't it? So doing all of those mm. things and over committing yourself comes at a physical cost for you, which possibly mm. you mentioned overwhelm there. So whether it's a, similar to me, I know mine comes with a mental cost and then a physical cost. And I think something that I'm still trying to work on because I've experienced this again over the last say six weeks or so <clears throat> where I don't listen to the mental cost of it I've, I've got a voice in my head that's like saying your 20s is quite helpful and it's like no you can do this this is fine just do this mm -hmm. and this and you kind of keep going and, and and ignoring that voice um that is telling you to rest whereas now when I ignore that voice my body kicks in and mm -hmm. stops me physically because it knows that I don't listen to the <laughs> to the voice yeah. so it has to take drastic measures so I think that's why as I've got older I am much more firm with my boundaries as well so over the last six weeks or so six weeks maybe month um I've definitely had to listen to my body because I did too much and now my body doesn't really want me to do anything mm -hmm. um and I don't particularly like to be in this place where I don't have the energy for things so that's where my boundaries come into play and it sounds like it's a 
um, a physical, bodily, intuitive experience for you where it sounds like you're listening to it and it's telling you something. And yeah, what's what's that like? Yeah, well, I think there's two parts. There's one, I hear it, but I'm choosing to ignore it. <laughs> so, yeah. so it just starts to shout louder. And then I go, ah, oh, right, okay, this is the message. Um, and I will tend to push the line a little bit. I think oh, I'm quite tired today, but you know, I've only got another week to go and I'll keep going. And that used to work for me and it just doesn't anymore. I'll think, you know what, I've only got a few weeks left till Christmas if I just carry on. And my body says, no, you're not, you need to rest now. Um, so now I, I take heed because I know that if I don't, my recovery is much longer. So at the minute I was getting myself quite stressed and working too much for about two months. Um, and now I'm what, four, six weeks in and I'm still recovering from that two months of being quite stressed, mm. um, which is not, it's quite a deficit really. But I used to be able to do that for about 18 months, two years. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, so things have changed for you in your capacity your resilience what you can tolerate without listening yeah it's like the the reckoning yeah comes quicker and more profoundly these days at least my experience of it has been yeah and I think it's about welcoming it in as well I don't always welcome it but I accept that <clears throat> this is part of the cycle that my body works in that it does need time to recuperate whereas again I used to fight it and see it internally, my voice would tell me that it's a weakness and that was failing and that everyone else can do it. Why can't you? Whereas I have much more of an acceptance of that now. Mm. And, well, that's just what makes me me because I'm able to do all of these things amazingly and mm. wholeheartedly and give everything I have. But by doing that, I literally give everything that I have. <laughs> so I then need time to recuperate it that that what you just said there about welcoming it versus fighting i think there's that's that's quite i don't know there's something painful in that for me it's like i there's part of me doesn't want to admit i'm middle-aged now and i think it's i've accepted i'm no longer a spring chicken but i don't i don't want to give in on this i want to i want to be youthful and i want to have limitless energy and I want to do all the things I want to do. And there's part of me that's kind of sad and is, is having a bit of a tantrum going, I don't, I don't want to welcome this kind of the higher cost and the limited energy and the doing less like this. And it's, that's, that's the part of me that will keep pushing that you've described. Like, mm. even though I know there's going to be a reckoning coming, I will just keep pushing a bit more. Cause I'm like, I'm defying age. I'm defying mortality I'm defined yeah yeah it's hard what's the payoff though and have you learned what the payoff is yet because I have and that's what's made a difference for me yeah it's just like you say it's the longer the, the, the more you push and resist and delay the the descent the reckoning that the harder and deeper and the longer it lasts afterwards it's like it's that it is proportional the cost at the end of it I've just learned time and time again like what it does to me it's like okay if I can see I've overstretched myself if I stop now and wind down and give myself more space I will recover quicker and it will be less um, inward and less deeper whereas you know 
the opposite is true and I've just done it too many times and I'm, I think it's another one of those lessons that I'm doomed to repeat I think mm. I'm just going to keep doing this because you know our energy levels change it's, it's not consistent aging is a, is a funny old process as well um yeah I don't know yeah. I'm just I'm just nursing that part I mean yeah. yeah do you you and I can are, are quite similar in some respects and then in others we are we quite different but I would say and the similarity that we have is that we both care very deeply for the work that we do for the people that are in our lives um for the results that we kind of strive for and work for and so i feel like the deep the way that i care deeply that kind of is a cost comes at a cost for me and so that's partly why I get to a stage where I've got nothing left to give because I give so much in terms of yeah the, the depth of my care of yeah whatever I do in terms of being a friend in terms of being a, a wife a mother a coach work, the work that I do at the school all of that comes at a cost would you say that's similar for you yes um, and and hearing you say that like it's it's that pouring from an empty cup thing again it's like people who as you've described them as you know yourself or experiencing people pleasing or people who give a lot to other people we think that we can keep doing that and we can keep that up yet what actually happens is after a point it diminishes our ability to do that in a way that is healthy for them and for us and it's actually an act of service isn't it mm. to to withdraw and recharge because that will make you a better um person giving care or you know a, a, a um someone who does work with people like us as coaches it's to protect your own boundaries is an act of love not just for yourself but for others which is really hard you know i don't need to tell you about yeah <laughs> Your, your your mothering skills presumably are better when you have had time to yourself and you yeah. have rested and stuff versus short temper. I don't know. Is it, is that how it is? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's there's two things that have come to my mind now. One is like is is the coaching industry in that I know that if <clears throat> I couldn't have um, people I coach back to back all day. And I would defy anybody to be able to do that, that some coaches do, but I can't give myself to have like four coaching sessions for six coaching sessions every day back to back because each session takes a piece of me. And so I very quickly have nothing to give at the end of that week. Um, would you say the same? yes yeah definitely i mean four four is incredible i've done i've done three when i was training mm. you know um but that that's yeah it's very depleting and what people might not realize and i'm, I'm sure you're the same as you you have so much of coaching is about the state you're in and what you bring into mm. the room in your presence and you, it takes you you know you'll have a pre-ritual of an hour to prepare but also to get you in the state and then there's the session itself and then afterwards there's another hour to regulate and down regulating the rest of the day to process so yeah i mean two tops but really you want to be looking at one because yes when you're in the kind of the 
what's our industry called? I want to call it caring, but it's not, is it? It's, it's people, what do we call it? Yeah, like they call it a service industry, I suppose. But yeah, a, I do think there's that particularly the coaching work that we do is very much care. Mm. It's yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint exactly how and why that that is. But yeah, the the customer experience is definitely more um, rich and useful <laughs> when when we put those boundaries in place, because it could be very easy to say, yeah, I'll just put mm. you know, seven coaches, seven hours in the day, my working day. So I'll put seven coaching sessions in, but that's not, it's not transactional. Mm. I, I'm just coming up with a, with a strap line here, Ellie. It's like empathy is exhausting <gasps> and yeah. you, you don't have to be a coach, you know, to be using empathy, like in, in all, all aspects of like, you know, leadership, um parenting in your relationships like empathy maybe that's why we've got such a dearth of it mm. as in a shortage of it. it's everyone's so exhausted just getting through and surviving that they what precious little resources they've got they can't give to empathy yeah because it's just nothing left you can't be a little bit empathetic can you, you you're either empathetic or you're mm. you're not it's not dip your toe in mm. i've been listening to um <clears throat> podcast at the minute I haven't finished it yet but Dr Rangan Chatterjee's Feel Better Live More with Adam Grant who I love Adam Grant um, you are a super fan I know go on I know I think I want to be him I think that's what <laughs> that's the depth of my adoration for him um and they've been talking about how prevalent burnout is at the minute particularly since the pandemic and they were talking about different types of rest um, they were citing a research paper that I can't remember what it was, unfortunately. And they were saying that there's two different types of rest um, to help prevent burnout. Um, and it, they're talking around putting boundaries in place in order to protect this time. And one is like a mastery kind of rest. And the other is a traditional resting, um, your body not doing much. And they say that um, the, the resting type of rest is better done in the evening um, but the mastery kind of rest is around is best to be done in the morning. And so that type of rest you're talking about is, I suppose, what some people refer to as active rest. And so it's doing something where you're completely engrossed and you're only doing this one thing. So almost meditatively. So I don't know. It, I think the um, thing that they talked about was like playing golf, maybe, or playing something on a, a computer game or doing a jigsaw or whatever it was. Um because you can't be thinking about other things while you're doing it. You have to be really engrossed in it. And it's around improving and getting better at doing that thing. So you're, you're taking your mind off anything else. And it's, it's something that you find playful and joyful, not related to work. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's quite interesting. And that actually yeah. when you fill your cup by mastering something or, be, or progressing and getting better at a particular hobby, activity, game, sports, whatever it is, um that is like that's a restorative act um for your mm. body and for your brain it can help prevent burnout mm. yeah and then i'm just noticing we have focused very much on the energy exhaustion part of boundaries and in the last seven minutes of our general half hour rule for mm. these episodes i really want to ask the prickly question about boundaries which is what about when it comes to I mean, uh, like behavior, like rather than people taking some resource from you around energy, like what about 
what is and isn't acceptable or are we saying that that is also related to energy like if someone's behavior crosses this red line that's going to leave me exhausted i'm just wondering what where boundaries come in on that hmm. i think that tends to be what you're bound if i'm understanding your question correctly it would still be on me to to give the feedback that that's a boundary that i'm not that i don't want to be crossed um I'm trying to think of if people are wanting to spend, you know, asking if I'm free to meet up or do something. Mm. Um, I and I'll know, um, I'll know that I've got time free in my diary, but that's something that I've earmarked to rest for myself. Mm. Then that's a, a definite no, okay, because of my boundary. But explain a little bit more, or give me an example yeah. around what you're. You did well to hear a question in that, Ellie. I don't think there was one, so yeah, thank uh. you. I think um, this this might take us into edgy territory, but hey, let's go there, right? We're coaches. Yeah, um, I'm exploring my my singleness and tentatively looking at the dating scene and meeting people and exploring this part of me. And, and I think boundaries are starting to emerge around, you know, in... in, in relationships and acceptable behavior around you know for example you know when you start seeing some not not seeing someone but you go on this date and you go on a second date you know you might still be seeing other people and that's kind of okay and then at some point it isn't and that feels like a behavioral boundary you know um things around the kind of relationships that are out there you know monogamy and non-monogamy you know what what is what what's acceptable around uh yeah um what even is a relationship what do i want it to be that's a boundary what are my needs what are your needs and where's the overlap um just stuff like that 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 feels like a different kind of boundaries but it's it's boundaries nonetheless i don't know i'm still experiencing such early days all i've got is my intuition my needs and they're my compass i don't know where my boundaries are and, and it feels to me very much like you only know, and this actually plugs in nicely to what we've been saying. It's like we only really know our boundaries when we kind of bump into them. And it feels like we need to explore and experience discomfort before we know that that it's there. Did that bring it to life for you without getting too yeah. edgy into my sex life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that's quite what this podcast is, but we are quite open to let's just go with where the conversation takes us. Mm. Um Yes, definitely. And I like the idea there that you said around, yeah, actually, maybe you don't know where the boundary is until it's been crossed. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the way that we find out. That's how we learn, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. To open ourselves up to new experiences. There's, it's making me think a little bit about the feeling. How does it feel? Because boundaries are not universal. There's the law, which creates obviously very um, rigid uh, boundaries um but the rest of the time then they're, they're not really it's, it's more mm. around what's comfortable for you as a person so you and i would have very different boundaries over all kinds of different things um but it's down to in, in my mind it's down to you as the individual to communicate what your boundary is and what is and isn't acceptable based on how it makes you feel so i often use an, an analogy or a, an, an example based like based around my children or my family but it's coming to mind when I've spoken to my children around unwanted physical touch 
from a young age, I spoke to them about, about that and I gave examples. So I would maybe put my hand on their thigh and give them a bit of a squidge and say, how does that feel? And they say, oh, it feels fine. I said, how would it feel if it was a stranger? And they said, well, that'd be a bit, I don't think I'd like that. And, I said, and then I started to like, just rub their leg and say, how does that feel? And oh, that feels a bit weird. Yeah, okay, so those are your boundaries and that's what is and isn't acceptable. If you don't feel that that's comfortable for you, mm-hmm. that's a boundary. And that's where you absolutely should be saying, I don't like that, please mm-hmm. stop. Um, and so it, it's, it's not a case of just touching somebody on the leg. It depends who that person is, how close you are to them, how you're mm-hmm. feeling at the time. For certain times, if I'm quite stressed, I don't like physical contact from anybody. I don't want anybody in my spit. I can't, it makes me feel claustrophobic. Mm. But there's other times when I'm all up for a, a cuddle or a hug because I'm feeling quite resourced. So mm. I don't think that boundaries are that, I don't think they can be quite as set, which loops me back to the start when I explain what boundary, my visualization of a boundary, of like a picket fence, but there is a, a gate that can open and close and, yeah. and kind of lock. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's interesting you contrasted it with there uh, with like the law which is rigid and fixed and mm. but there's something like in that yeah about this making them explicit there's something about exploring them there's something about flexibility and permeability and context like that this is movable it's just where am I at right now this is okay this isn't okay and it's articulating that in a way that is you know non-violent and is respectful and it's just naming it isn't it which is terribly difficult for humans like it's 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 you know if someone wants to hug you and you're not open to it just how to articulate that without causing triggering you know rejection and 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 the people pleasing feeling shame and all exactly that's that's a whole longer episode than half an hour isn't it i was gonna say yeah um but i took a lesson from that basically as i understand it i need to squeeze more thighs on dates to establish boundaries is that what we're saying yeah Yeah, i mean i demonstrated with children so i would say not with children but with, okay. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. This has, took a fe- this has took a very sinister turn, hasn't it? But, uh, That's definitely I a fixed have... boundary that is backed yeah. up by the law. So, yes, completely. I like. I love how sensitively you handled me bringing my um, dating life into the podcast there, and you steered it back to the general again. So I'm just going to salute how how well you did that, Ellie. Before we uh, bring the episode to a close, I I feel like I moved it away from you when it should have stayed on you. So. I, uh, we can we could do one or special if you want on my my love life yes, or lack fine. of it <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what people really want to hear in this pod that's why they're here aren't they on a, a podcast called force of nature by two <laughs> somatic coaches yeah of course right how does it move oh, into the physical yeah yeah okay how are you with boundaries how, how what's a good way to end this um i'm getting better but okay. i do like that you brought in that actually sometimes they need to be crossed to see where the line is and I think that they it's always good to revisit them and see how mm. yeah see how they feel that do they still feel right mm. what does that feel like for you yeah like co-created um yeah I think for me I'm leaving with like a a little bit further along my journey with them and thinking that they're a good thing it's not like you're saying no to everything it's like you're saying no so you can say yes to something else you're like boundaries make 
things better like it feels like it's restrictive because it's rules but it, it isn't it's like a way of they're like lanes on a on a bowling alley you know in their guides they well it's, it's, i don't need another metaphor your fence one was was sufficient it's like <laughs> knowing where the fence is means we can be good neighbors basically you yeah. know we can oh. communicate there all right oh, oh, lovely. Oh, tie that up, nice. some, some great little um one-liners there aren't you chris today you're on fire i am on fire but this is the well, let's end while we're at a peak yeah shall we do it yeah while you've got a hot dinner date it's it's with a, a friend who uh, is a, a former client and neighbour, so it's it ain't hot, but it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint. Oh, maybe on another oh. podcast we can dance yeah. a bit more. Okay. All right. Ta-ra, Ali. Bye. Lovely. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Bye.